Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take... Hi. Hola. It's November. It is. It's election day um, in some places, not here in our district, but it is in District 5, and you should vote for Sarah Elbadri. By the time you listen to this, it'll be over, but you should have done that. <laughs> Just because she is an amazing 28-year-old, fantastic if you didn't, lady. we're shaming you for I'm not I'm shaming voting, you for so. not voting. I mean, in general, you, wherever you are, if you had to vote today and you did Always not vote, vote, you, vote. you are a POS. Just get yep. over it. if you that's it that's it i had a friend once that didn't vote and she was like you know so you're gonna be like mad at me because i don't vote and i'm like yes bitch i am like i don't why is this like a question what are you saying i don't understand i just think uh, it was funny because in the facebook group that we're in for the town somebody was like oh i didn't get any information or anything in the mail do what do we vote on tomorrow blah 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 and then somebody was like oh florida only votes on odd, on uneven years. And I was like, oh, honey, you don't understand how local government works at all. There are several districts that are voting for small, like, not, I mean, not small, but like government yeah. positions today yeah. in the state of Florida, in Orlando. Like, what are you saying? Oh my gosh, I almost I almost wrote a thing and then I was like, nah. <laughs> it's just like it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. But it's they're, probably yeah. not somebody we would want. No, anyway, no, so. probably not. You shouldn't be voting at all. Yeah. You only vote in even year. That is the funniest like, thing I've I ever heard. Like, I want everyone to vote, but, like, that's a lie. Like, I, I realistically, I would prefer people vote that have similar views to mine because, I mean, obviously, I want to have health care and, and, you know, things like that. So, you know. It's November. All those wild ideas. I, like, literally last week I said, and I said to, um, who was our guest last week? See, I already forgot. It was to um, Tamara. And I told Tamara at the end of the episode I may upload this late, so please don't count on me to be on time. And you said, you're fine. You're always on time. Well, and I, did, I said, like, you're rarely ever late. Wednesday. And you're so impressive, basically. So. Wednesday, my husband, who shall not be named, at DSMY David Yard, <laughs> <laughs> went to work out, as he always does, with uh, her friend, hashtag trainer, <laughs> uh, Ryan, who's friends with Melissa and Nick, and, and we just know him, and he's amazing. He does his boot camp. And he came back, and he was just a hot mess, hot mess all day, and just all, like, finally, I was like, we need to go to the emergency room, because you, you Jeez. are going to die here, and yeah. this is not going to be great. And so we ended up not going to the local emergency room, because we've gone there so many times that we probably owe them, like, a house worth of medical bills, so we went to Dr. Phillips. So oh my god, that's far. It's not that. It wasn't I mean, that, that, that far. It's far, but, but it's, like, it's far like, when you have a hospital it, yeah, right yeah, down the I street. Mean, like, you can, like, open yeah. the door and, like, there's a hospital. I could, literally, yeah. So it's, it's far in the sense, but that's, like, what normal people drive distance yeah. to go to their local hospital. Um, and first of all, you have to go through security and get your bag yeah, checked you do. to get in the there, which is a hot mess yeah and then we were there from like two o'clock in the morning until like nine o'clock in the morning really yes i was like david is a hot mess did they do a good job they did a, they weren't terrible they did a good job to me they did um it I wasn't had, like, comparably with them, to my home hospital like, I've, had, like, but... I've had good it's like when my grandfather was there i had a good experience but like when i went for like all the stuff i had to get testing for like 
and the communication his was, like, yeah his there. doctor was fine uh, the nurse and of course we were there we got we were there for so long the shift change which is like yeah. when i know i've been in a hospital too long too long is that when i see different you know, people there was a shift clock change in when my brothers were born in between one kid and the next same with my yeah. i had Four shift chains when I was in labor. Yeah, it's a so, hot mess. So, but it's weird because it's like my mom got one kid out. Yeah, and then they and had then to there like was a shift change clock for out. the other kid, and like, but that's a a tough situation to be in because you had one human just come out of you, <laughs> and like you're trying to get the you other get a one whole out, new room. Like, Bye, whole new room, whole new set because they cannot <laughs> stay. They can't have over all yeah. this stuff. Um, so it just completely I get you know getting home. I mean, of course I had my kid with me, so getting home. Thursday was it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday because Halloween was Tuesday. So I'm getting home Thursday morning and just like trying to figure out to get her to, to go to sleep because she hadn't been asleep all night and she was like, "It's wake up time." What are you talking about? Little conversation yeah. we had. She was like, literally, like it's wake up time. I was like, "But you didn't sleep." But it's wake up time. The sun like, is outside. She's not wrong. And she's not wrong. But I'm like, you also have not slept. So it was just you know I'm just now um, Friday. Luckily she was able to go back to school and I was able to get a lot of work done but i'm just so so tired he's all right <laughs> he's fine if he if he was like in a worse condition i wouldn't publicly shame him at dsmy hashtag always upward um, <laughs> like i'm doing right now <laughs> oh god he was on facebook and instagram live yesterday he's all right yeah, yeah all right. he's fine but it's just like I, you guys, I knew this was November. We were like, oh, I can't wait for November and November first. Wow, like you know, Halloween was last week. Yeah, it feels like a it's been. Really it long feels like it's been ago. a month because I stayed up for a whole day. <laughs> I like I was like sick and I was a little bit sick. Yeah, I mean, you not were that sick. Level yeah, sick, but, but you I were was sick, sick still. Going into Halloween yeah. and I sounded like really bad. Um, but I'd lost my voice. I think before that, and then yeah. I think I lost it one more day after. <laughs> So I'm still like I'm 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 like you know something happens when you turn 30 I think and like your body doesn't remember to like actually get better you're like hey mm-hmm. um I would like you to stop now like we we did the whole sick thing we did that I I had like my days at home not talking to anyone being in the bed whatever and now I've done all the things and now I need to be better and it's like I'm better I'm like operational but like there's still that yeah little, like, you just are 150 percent yeah I'm like probably like 96 which is great and I know that's like healthier than a lot of people are but I'm like I just need to be back to 100 like I'm done like I because my fear is that like I will stop gargling salt water for a day and then, and then you'll be back right at back, 75 so. yeah and that's the biggest thing with yeah. David right now is that I'm like you have to stay hydrated or else I feel like it's a slippery slope of like yes. now you're going back into the ER for a saline drip which yeah. is you know ridiculous so yeah so it's Ugh, I don't know. Everyone kind of in, in Florida gets sick around this time, and it's not yep. like obviously it's not like cold, cold. It's just like I think a seasonal. Yeah, shift the, and a because the weather change. changes, and it's fifty-seven in the morning at seven o'clock, yeah. and then it's eighty-seven. And I feel like people by are, two like, people are like, oh, like you're you're you know you Floridians, blah blah. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like our bodies are literally just used to like an insane amount of heat and humidity. Yeah, but so going through those weather it's shifts not like we're are just we hard. Don't like. We like it. We like, or at least I do. Like, I like when it's 50, but my body is just kind of in shock because it's like, it's 50 for a day. (laughs) And then the next day, it's like 45 for half a day. And then the second half of the day is like 87. And your your body's body's just just like, what's happening? I don't know how to prepare for this. Man. Uh, But yeah, I'm really excited that it's November. It's It's going good, though. I mean, we're just so. Like like I was talking to Melissa, I felt like, and I was like, starting November one, I bet you I'm gonna get no, 
9 million emails and I sure did. It, it <laughs> and I sure been, did. I, like it's been a really I mean I was Which is good. I'm not complaining, but I feel like a lot of people towards the end of the year and beginning of the year they really when yeah. say, you know what? I I want to I have this new goal and I'm going to, you know, either create a business for the first time or I'm going to go back and make mm-hmm. some changes. And so it's been like a really like yeah. I've had a like more uh, consulting calls. Yeah, I know to say it's a lot of consulting right yeah. now cuz I think a lot of people with existing <laughs> businesses are kind of calling and reaching kind of out and trying out to figure what out what's do. gonna happen yeah. and trying to set up workshops and, and stuff. And then I so. had a call yesterday, a discovery call yesterday. It was like a very interesting discovery call because it wasn't exactly, I don't know, I don't even know what I would call it, um, but it's like with this nonprofit that's like a pretty like huge nonprofit and like it like it, it's not as set in stone, like there haven't, hasn't been any contracts yet so I'm not gonna like say the name, um, but it seems very promising and this is a nonprofit that I would like love to work with super near and dear to my heart. Plus it'd be like a really, really big project and it'd probably be like, honestly, the last big project that I'd be able to like take on. Right, for the like, year. Okay, everything yeah. else needs to be like February because you know, like I, I'm happy because I'm just taking on like bigger projects and that's what I, that's what I wanted is to just like have projects that kind of last me a little bit longer. Yeah, I don't so like, you're not changing I don't, yeah, I don't like constantly being like, of course you have to be constantly like marketing and like on the hunt, so to speak. But I don't love that aspect of it. Like I like, I like organic marketing where like mm-hmm. I just am sharing stuff about my business. Like I don't like to feel like I'm constantly like, where's my next client? Where's my next client? Or you'd be like selling client? websites for four ninety nine right now. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, so it's kind like, of I love crazy. those longer projects where you kind of get to, and you just really get to know the people you're working. Like yeah. that's how I just like to because work. it's like, a longer like term relationship. And, Even though the project yeah. may end at a certain time, nine times out of ten they come back gonna, to you. Exactly. And do you're like else. you know yeah. continuing that relationship with different things. So so yeah, this is a, a group that I really really love to have a relationship with and so i was on like a call with like three people and i guess all well, three of them you don't are me, like into so. praying or like crystals do what you gotta do so charisma can get her yes, client I, like, like i, I went your on positive twitter energies. and i was like i don't do this a lot but i went on twitter and i was like hey um have a call coming up so like send me positive energy my way so i'm like it, it worked like step one worked so now I just have to send over the proposal. Have more positive energy. Yeah, and then like I've been, you know, shooting for a project um, that I've been doing, um, like a fifty-two faces project. So basically, your friend week, was very fun. Like I laughed at the picture just because they, he, he was laughing. Cute, right? He's super yeah. cute. So um, basically, like once a week, I'm taking a portrait, just like any portrait, what I, whatever I feel like in that moment. It, I'm, they're gonna change over time depending on my mood, depending on where I am, and depending on who who I'm photographing, who my subject is. Um, but I just wanted a project that wasn't like necessarily daily, but that was something that I could do long term that would be fun. So because of that, of course, now a lot of people are like, hey, I want you to photograph my Christmas cards. And I'm like, OK, like I'm trying to figure out how to make time. Do a weekend of minis, dude. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a weekend of minis the weekend before Thanksgiving. Well, that's the other thing. So I am not probably going to go to New York for Thanksgiving. Well, to Connecticut. Because my mom is getting a procedure, which, like, she doesn't want me to tell people, but I'm like, well, I have to because it's my life, and they're going to wonder, like, why I'm not in Connecticut and New York. <laughs> FA, um, on this podcast that is listened to by yeah. a certain number of people, and I won't not, tell. It's not, like, a massive procedure or anything like that. Like, it's super chill. A lot of people know that she went to the hospital early this year, and so basically from that, like, um, we knew that she was going to probably be getting this procedure. It's, like, 
she'll like she's not even being put under like yeah it's like a... it's not anything super major but um she's gonna be getting it done on i think the 21st or 22nd mm. and so even though like they were like you can like probably drive yourself home and stuff it's like that's my mom and i'm gonna be real over the top about making sure she's okay so obviously like i have those days just kind of like they were blocked off for the holiday now they're just gonna be blocked off to make sure that she's okay so she was like well i i feel bad like i don't want you to have to miss like new york and connecticut so she was talking about how about because the next date that they can do it is literally like they can either do it right before thanksgiving or right before christmas and i'm like mom first of all you're gonna be stressed out like wait because she doesn't want to get like she doesn't like anything medical mm-hmm, yeah. so i'm like you're not gonna want to be like leading up to christmas and knowing that that's you're gonna just get a that long done. time of being in that yeah, mindset like to, that's like yeah, another to month know that you have to prepare for that right. and then also i'm like We'll have, you know, Alex and Ben and Matt here and, like, possibly Hannah and, like, everybody else. And, like, we're going to be wanting to, like, enjoy and do Christmas stuff. Like, you're not going to want to have to go to the doctor and get this thing done and then take it easy. Like, you're going to want to go to, like, ice at the Gaylord Palms and, like, go to theme parks and, like, break cookies and, like, make me food and stuff. and make (laughs) You need to take care of me, Mom. What's wrong with you? Um, Because we're Italian and that's what we do. So, you know, so it's, like... I know she's not going to want to be dealing with that during that season. We're not huge on Thanksgiving. We'll still be able to have it here, you know, but, um, but yeah, I'm like, just get it done and just get it over with. So, you know, we're kind of like prepping for that. So I won't be going up North during the holidays. So the, the, the silver lining to that, number one, it's just my mom getting it done and and being okay. Um, and being able to drink coffee again, which she's really excited about. Mm, But the other silver lining is that I probably will do minis because I'll be here. So I'll have the time to do them. So that'll be if fun. If you're local, look at Christmas yeah. social stuff if and she'll local, let you know. You can either go to uh, chrismokeep.com or um, you can just go to my everything. Just stock, Keep everywhere. stock the and social. I probably am going to do them like pretty close to Thanksgiving. So I'll have those dates out uh, pretty soon. But yeah, so it's just busy. Like yeah, all the things are happening. And crazy. I love, I love the season because I just love like doing all the things at once. It's a lot. And I'm still, I'm just... December is coming. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I, I feel like Jon Snow, winter is, coming. winter is coming. He knows it. I've never... I'm really excited because your baby's birthday. That's exactly why I'm like, winter is coming. Yeah. I'm stressed. I'm I really have stress. I'm literally, it. that's what I'm about to go meet about right now. As soon as I leave here to talk about all those things, because I don't know what I'm I gotta doing. I got to gather my outfit. My sister is already bought things. Well, how can she buy an outfit when she we don't is, know exactly what's happening? That's she's my so, but my sister is so ideas, extra <laughs> that she is like already gotten an outfit and she already knows what she's going to. She's already like, I my makeup it. is going to be in my hair and I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's I what's happening. Um, we will, our interview is with a really awesome person who's doing some really cool things locally. She is way better at explaining the good things about Orlando than we yeah, are. Because we always complain about the heat, but there is a there lot are of some great good going stuff. on in the city. This is why we, we still this live This is here, exactly y'all. why, like, when people are like, well, why do you still live in Florida? It's like, well, Just first of all, this episode. we live in Orlando, so let's be specific. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is because of all the reasons that she's going to share with us today. And, and the reason that we don't like it is literally just heat. That's it. Mm, yep, it's hot. It's just hot. It's That's hot, all. and our governor is he should, who should not be named. Those um, are my yeah, two top reasons. Baltimore. Oh, and my um, senator. All yeah. of those reasons. Those are my top yeah. three reasons is why I hate this place. But that's the problem in most places we'll right say, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> most places. So, so it's really just the heat. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly the heat. Know. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so what can we do about it? Well, thank you guys, and let us know what you think. Guys, 
welcome back. We're super excited because we have Diana Griffith here of Orlando Lady Boss. And I've known Diana for a while from yeah. Orlando, <laughs> just being in the city and doing stuff. And so we're super excited to have you here to talk about everything that you do with copywriting and the podcast that you've started and kind of it's become a little bit of an organic movement. So thank you, Diana, for coming on. Oh, thank you guys so much Yay. for having me. Or ladies, I always try to like stop and say, I say guys. Oh, me too. I do the same like, thing. Oh, no, and especially like if you have any family from New York, it's kind of like ingrained in you to say guys. Yeah. 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 The, the guys thing. So I like try to stop that. But thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here today. I love Heart and Hustle podcasts. And um, when I started my own podcast, I like you guys were such a good inspiration for me to take off on um, formatting wise, how I was going to do it too. So thank I you. Love listening to this podcast. So I'm excited. Awesome. For um, <laughs> people who don't know anything about Orlando Lady Boss, can you give us a quick uh, introduction about your podcast and also your business and what you're doing with copywriting? Because that's totally, too. totally. So I feel like they both kind of go together. So I feel like the story is easier to tell when I tell them both together. So about three years ago, I started a little side hustle and I was um, miserable at my job. I was doing nothing in a creative field at all. I was um, actually in procurement. I had taken kind of a side road down a completely different career path than I thought. I thought I wanted to be in marketing and doing writing work and things like that. And um, life just kind of had a different plan for me at the time. <laughs> and um and I started a blogging. I've been blogging since 2010 and just really studying the, the craft and the, um, and the art form. And I ended up getting, um, taking those skills that I had developed just on my own and started pitching to people going, hey, I want to write for you for money. So that happened about three years or so ago. And I reached out to a local marketing agency that was looking for someone. And I literally, I remember I literally said to them, like, I am your future social media rock star. <laughs> and they gave, and I wrote like, I wrote my heart out in that like letter. Cause I had hardly any samples. I had like nothing and they took a chance on me and they've been like so great to me. I've had such a great relationship with them over the last three years. They've really been like mentors to me. And, um, and so I got to a point where I was trying to decide whether or not I was going to like look for another full-time job. But I, I felt like I was at a place where I either had to give up my full-time job or give up my like my side hustle and um, doing the writing work and I loved doing the writing work so I just took the leap <laughs> and decided to start working on my own and during that pro and then the first thing I thought about was man I really need to um, build a better community and I knew I already knew you um, Angelica and through you know like you said like we've just known each other through um, around. Yeah, just, just being, being around, around. Seriously, <laughs> just being around. <laughs> um, through blogger meetups and things like that. Yeah. And, but I felt like I just didn't really have like a good core group of people to kind of start building my business. Plus, I was like, I need business now. So I just started um, meeting up with, I wanted to meet up with other women who I really admired. Because I feel like the first step people tell you when you're trying to like build a career is find a mentor right. mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I was like where where is a mentor can someone please be my mentor but I started going into these meetings with women who would tell me about their you know 
what they were doing or what was still scaring them or what um, their insecurities. And I was there thinking, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Why are you thinking all of these things? I'm down here and I haven't done anything. (laughs) And I just wanted to have more conversations about that. I wanted to um, add to the conversations of women that were out there. And I like, and that's just been like a personal passion thing in general. Uh, I wanted to see myself reflected in more people. And I didn't feel like I was hearing enough stories. So while I was starting this new business and meeting these new people, I didn't really have like a personal type project to work on. And the idea of having this like women focused podcast and this women focused blog really started popping into my head. And the idea of Orlando Lady Boss just like totally pops into my head while I was sitting. I, like Angelica is part of my story because I was literally sitting next to her as I'm like buying the domain name <laughs> at a conference. It's so funny. Last year. Yep. And um, and I just like I'm a podcast junkie, and so I knew a podcast was going to be part of it because I just needed to have more voices as I wanted more women's voices as part of the conversation. So now I get to interview women in Orlando who are making an impact on the city because I especially think like. The most, the place where you can make the most impact is your own community. And so Orlando Lady Boss is just interviewing women from all different walks of life who are making an impact in the community that they live in. And so that's a little bit about like where I've come from. No, I think it's awesome because it inspires people to um, really get involved in their local community. I think a lot of people think they don't live in the big cities and so that they can't do anything this meaningful or, or so powerful. But I think just taking initiative to make the city that you live in, the place that you want to live in, makes a huge difference. And I think that's a lot of people um, need to challenge themselves to do more of that, getting involved and having those conversations with the people around them. Yeah, and it was kind of an idea of, like, how can we get out from behind the screen more? You know, right. everybody wants mm-hmm. to get out behind, from behind the screen, but then they don't know how to do it. And they're scared, and, you know, it... Um, it, it, it is hard, but I like I always just encourage someone like just go to something that seems interesting to you. You start going to things that you find interesting, you'll start finding people that you can connect with, totally. and those are going to be the people that are um, really going to help lift you up to be the things that you want to be. You know, um, is how I look at it. <laughs> yeah, community is such an important aspect of business building of life building you know like you need we need people to survive it's important (laughs) it really is so orlando is obviously like a big part of your business and your brand and um i'm an orlando native i was born and raised here born in the florida hospital whoop whoop and so Mm -hmm. i want to know a little bit about like what does orlando mean to you and why did you decide to settle down here specifically Oh my gosh, it's so funny because I was just talking to my best friend about this last night. I had, so I went to UCF and I literally had no idea that UCF existed before I was looking for colleges. A lot of people like, say that. That's yeah, so funny. Same, same. I didn't know. I, not that I was looking to go to UCF. Yeah, but a lot opposite, of people like had no idea that yeah. it was like a thing. <laughs> I had no idea. And I grew up in Lakeland, which is only like an hour west of here. So, like, I literally was not that far away, and I had no idea this giant university existed on the other side of Orlando, because, like, most of our news and stuff came from Tampa, and I just remember thinking, like, I wanted to go to college, and I wanted to be in a city, and my parents 
kind of like laid down the gauntlet of like, you have a Florida scholarship, so you need to go to a state school and a public state school. And so that really limited my options of like what big cities right seriously I could go to college in and um I didn't want to go to Tampa because it was too close to my home and so UCF just felt like the right fit because Orlando was in my head a big city and I feel like it's grown a lot since Stephen Iser so I moved to I moved here to go to UCF fell in love fell in love with Orlando wanted to stay here afterwards and just um you know, I don't know. I think I'm just a Florida girl at heart, and this just kind of has a little bit. It it feels like a small town still, even when it's not. And I don't know. There was just something about the city that I just really loved. And there's so many pockets that are so different from each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah, really it's are. very. Um, I mean, just like you saying you're from Lakeland. Lakeland has changed so much since oh. you were in college that now people like go out of their way from Orlando to go to Lakeland to eat like beignets and so stuff. Crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy, but um, I think I think it's partly like I am just a Central Florida girl at heart, and this felt like bigger than me, <laughs> um, but not so big and so far away that it didn't feel accessible. And then as I've grown in Orlando and I've seen it change, I feel I feel like I can take some ownership in what the in the future of the city can look like moving forward because we are such a new city in the grand scheme of you know our country and right. <laughs> established cities or whatever and then we have so much opportunity in Orlando um to have a voice in like what that looks like long term and so it's been something that I've been very excited to be a part of so that is really true because like my grandparents moved here um in like 79 80 mm-hmm. and I have like photos of their neighborhood they live like in the Dr. Phillips area um, and I have, like, photos of their neighborhood when they first moved here. There was legitimately nothing here. I mean, yeah, like, nothing. Yeah, there's. it's funny because there's a photo of my mom, like, sitting in the road. They have, like, a super long, like, driveway. And there's a photo of her, like, sitting in the road out there. And, like, I didn't recognize the property just because it was just, like, there was nothing. There was no other houses. There was, like, no trees. I was like, guys, what? like, what is this? Um, yeah. So even just, like, in the time that I've been alive, it's just been been drastically yeah. different. Like, driving through different. neighborhoods when I was growing up, as opposed to seeing them now, it's yeah. just it's it's just drastically it's, different. It's so crazy. And, like, and, and if you – I have a friend that grew up over in the university area, and it was just – orange groves in the 90s yeah yeah there were so many more orange groves back when I was a kid like it's so weird now because I I barely see them but I I remember like everywhere I would drive like we would drive by like at least like three groves like when I was a kid now I I would come down from Atlanta because we would go to obviously like other people would go from Atlanta go to Disney go to Universal and we'd come down and we um I mean there's so many places that we stayed in that were had just opened um that I think of now that have been open now for like, you know, decades or like a 15 years. But I remember all of 535, it was like Orange Groves because yeah. there was only like yeah. a couple yeah. of hotels. And I remember there being like, and it was pitch black. It was like a Hess mm-hmm. and Orange Groves and like maybe one or and two that's hotels. Like, that was like back in the day, that was like the quote unquote back way. In yeah, Disney. yeah, exactly. So and we my always mom was go like the back one of the way. few people that yeah. like knew in like our area. And yep. so it would be like, we're going to go the back way and there would be nothing, nothing. that way. Now yeah. you go the back way and it's like, hi, everything and everyone in yeah, the whole seriously. world. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's totally. a huge difference. It's just so crazy how much Orlando has grown. Even in like the the I've been here for uh, about I guess fifteen years now, and in the fifteen years that I've been here, just how 
different the city is, how different the down, how much the downtown area has developed in the last decade. I mean, in the last like five I, years, the downtown the area has yeah, like yeah. changed. It's crazy. So it's, it's just it's a very exciting time to be in a city like this, and so I, you know, I, it's it's fun to be feel like you're part of something and you're part of getting to be making the decisions of what the city is going to look like long term and so it's that's just something I really love um about Orlando so no I like like having um Someone else who's not me who doesn't whine about living here. So that's why I asked you that question. I still whine like, because it's too hot. But I, like, I was like, also born here, so I have a right. I'm like, somebody, there's people much. who love it. And I want people to know this is the reason why I'm it's, still well, here. It's because thing, it is like, a new it city. It is a really great city. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the old, because people like ask me if I like living in Florida. And I'm like, I am an Orlando snob. I would only live in Orlando. Like, I wouldn't live in the rest of Florida because to me, the heat is too much to bear for like not enough gain. So I'm like, yeah. like my husband and I have a deal. He knows I'm like, you will not get me because he wanted me to move to South Florida, like where he's from. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm like, if I'm going to be in Florida, it's going to be in Orlando and literally nowhere else. Like I will not live anywhere else in Florida because the heat is too much. Yeah, my husband and I had this whole discussion about, like, where would we live if we didn't live in Orlando, and we have, like, all these rules about, and not just in Florida, but, like, the same thing, like, Orlando's the only place in Florida we would want to live. Same. And then... There's nowhere in the South that we would same, go. Same, same, <laughs> And I don't want the cold. So, like, we really limited our options. Yeah. Like, I don't want super <laughs> cold, but I could deal with, like, Southern cold. But then, like, we don't want to live in any of the Southern right. states. Right. So, so you're just like, and we're back in Orlando. Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> has actually like been the story around. of, like, our, like, me and John's story for the past 12 years of trying to figure out where to live. It's being like, hmm, but we hate the South. Hmm, but we don't want to be, like, shoveling snow. Hmm, okay, yeah. I guess we'll stay another year. Yeah. Yeah, that was exactly it. But, you know, we just bought a house, so we own property here. And yeah, all awesome. sitting out in the city limits. So, like, we... We are here, and we are here to stay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely an advocate for the city, and it's getting better all the time. And I, it, and sometimes I feel like I'm like, I'm a little, uh, I feel like a crony for the city a little bit, but I really don't have any affiliation. But I really do love um, kind of the city slogan we have right now, which is, we don't know the half of it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I've spent my whole time in Orlando trying to, explain that Orlando is so much more than theme parks. Yeah, it's way more than Disney. Yeah, I finally, I like that we're finally getting some of that attention um, that's outside of the theme park area. So it's, yeah, it's just a really great place to live, is how I feel. Except that it's hot for like five months out of the year. Yeah. So, Mm, mm -mm. So, I'm going to go I'm going to switch, it is a hashtag Florida problem. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to talk about Fem City. You are the VP of our local Fem City chapter. And I like, I feel like I talked about after I went to the first Fem City meetup that I went to for doing social media stuff on the podcast. And if I didn't, I'm sorry. Well, I went to that thing uh, like in January because I had never heard of Fem City ever in my entire life. And it's kind of like a global organization and everything. So could you talk to us about what Fem City is and um, why it's important for people not to get involved in just Fem City, but just local organizations in general? Yeah, so um, there's like tons of local organizations that have, like national organizations that have local chapter, chapters here. But Fem City is one in particular that I'm involved in. And it's a women-focused networking group. But 
what I really love about it is it's not always so um, super business oriented. Yeah. Um, and, and what I have found through Simplicity is I have found really supportive other business owners who are invested in my business. And I haven't been able to find, I haven't, I've been to a lot of different other organizations and I haven't found another organization that I feel has that vibe in the same way. And I've been involved with SimCity for a little over a year now. And, um, and they call, they call it a sisterhood. I feel like sometimes they do, they do those like really cheesy girly slogan things. Yeah. And I try to stay away from that a little bit, but in some ways it's true. I feel like you know, we as women need to have a space where we can go and we can talk about all the things that like interest us that are business, like that we can talk about business in a, in a different way. Cause I feel like in many ways we as women do business in a different way and it's okay that we do business in a different way. We have to figure out the right way for us. And so it's part of the whole, like, how do you find the right people to surround yourself with to support you? And I and I personally have found that in Fin City, and I know that that's something that they work very hard as an organization to be able to do. You see them being cheerleaders for other business owners within their organization, and I haven't. I don't feel like I've gotten that from another organization in the same way, and that's just why I really enjoy being part of it. So. Um, They've been some of my biggest supporters on on my podcast personally. So um, just cheering me on and, and being supportive if I needed someone to show up to an event or anything like that. Like that's a really good organization to be a part of, I feel like. Yeah. And I love that because I feel like, you know, a lot of networking events can feel kind of like cold. Mm-hmm. You know, so I yeah. love that, you know, you're saying like that it's it goes beyond just like business, but it's also kind of like that feeling of like sisterhood, you know? Yeah. Then if I'm like when I when Diana says the film show up to an event, she is not lying. <laughs> like she is not lying at all. I think any at any person's event, doesn't matter, like even if it's just it's not doesn't even a member of the Fem City, if it's just a woman in the city who's doing amazing things, Fem show up and it's kinda awesome to get together it and meet really people is. there it yeah in our facebook page you'll see them saying like oh four films showed up to this yeah event. we're calling it an official sanction yeah. event, even though we have literally nothing to do with it <laughs> right just because they're really involved women in the business community mm-hmm. and they want to they're they're invested in lifting other women up to build businesses because that's how we get our power that's so true money. amen <laughs> preach so, <laughs> so last like a Thanksgiving, like, there's a members-only, like, Thanksgiving meetup, mm. and it was, like, two days after the election. It was the first... Oh, my um, word. It, it was the first thing I went to after the election, and yeah. I had to drag myself. I, the election was on a Tuesday, and this was on a Thursday. I had to drag myself out, and I was so glad, because it was just such, like, cathartic, like, we were all just, like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was just so, such a nice, uh, you know, place to be, where it was, like, I feel like I can vent my frustrations with other um, people who can understand like what I'm going through, and, um, and, and so those types of experiences has really made me truly fall in love with the organization. So, and one that I wanted to just be more involved in. And the board switched over this past year, and they got a new president. She was looking for people to help with the board and I volunteered to be vice president. <laughs> so, You're like, here, here I am. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, so, um, but it's a great organization. So it's definitely one, people can come to the events even if they're not members. So look up Fem City um, on Facebook and it's a great organization to just dip your toes in and see if it's something that's interesting for you. So you're really involved in the community and you're really invested in the community. Um, how has like community building helped you build your own business? You know, and I, I think that I've talked about this a lot so much already is I have really found one of the things that I found like that was a really hard barrier for entry for me um, building my business is not having people around me that understood the vision of what I wanted in my business. Um, I came from I come from a family that especially for women they need to be you know educated and keep their heads down and just get like that steady job that'll help you get a paycheck. And so when I'm saying I think I want to work for myself and I want to write for a living and my family is, is, is going, what are you thinking? <laughs> that just sounds so dangerous. And although they love me and they want to support me, they don't know how to. Right. And, um, and even my friends who love me and they, and they are so proud of the things they're doing, I don't know how to bounce ideas off of them. Yeah. They don't know how to help me in that way. And so the first thing I knew I needed was I needed to find other people that got this. And finding other entrepreneurial women specifically, I have, you know, three or four women that now after a year I can call and just and just vent and just say, entrepreneurship is so hard. Why is it so hard sometimes? <laughs> and just be messy and, and throw ideas around and have that open space to, to find the creative things that I need to do and figure out my business. Because the first year of me running my business for the, the first year has all been just like learning how to run a business. Yeah. Like I already had the skill set to do the work I'm doing, but figuring out how to actually run a business is its own learning curve <laughs> that I don't feel like even gets talked about enough as a, like in the entrepreneurial journey, you know? And so um, it, finding those people around that see the vision of what I'm trying to create and are, are, are on board to help me work through that vision has been so instrumental on in my success. And so that's why I think it's so important to find the community around you. And sometimes that community isn't your best friends and your parents. Yeah. You think it is. You have to find those people that support you in the different endeavors because they understand those endeavors. And so whether it's creativity, you know, just a creative outlet that you like to do or uh, a business or a nonprofit organization you are really passionate about or a cause you have to find other people that get the vision that you're trying to get across oh my goodness I just um, had this conversation uh, with a client friend because I feel like I turn all my friends into my clients even if they don't ask Um, (laughs) I'm like I'm gonna do you got a business idea I'm gonna get we're gonna make it happen you're gonna be a millionaire let's go Um, and so we were talking about um, just the reality of she's working on this new business and she was doing a trial situation and um, put it out there and so you know she didn't get you know the feedback she you know when she announced that she was going to do this thing everybody's like oh yeah i can't wait to see you i'm going to help you i'm going to support you blah 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 uh, as they always do because when you announce you, you're going to start a business everyone on facebook is super supportive and they'll say oh i'm going to do this and help you blah 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 and then when she announces the first thing which is a total free thing it, it, the only thing that costs is time uh she got no responses of course from friends and so it was just the, the lesson of you know 
like you said, you have to find the people who are supporting your different endeavors. And those people aren't always your closest friends. They're not always your family. And so that was something that most new entrepreneurs learn. Like the first year, I feel like that is the, the thing that hits you really the hardest is that your clients or the people who are going to help uplift you aren't the people who love you all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. They yeah. love you, but that doesn't mean that they have to understand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I remember like my dad would like text me, oh, you made a spelling error. How are you going to be a writer if you made a spelling error? I'm like, you know, something that I'm like quickly personally posting on Facebook right. on my phone, you know, and like it auto-corrected. Yeah. And so to him... There's no way. Yeah, because people think entrepreneurs are like, uh, you know, everybody thinks they're Bernie Madoff or like these right. super serious, you know, business dudes who have on suits and you you wear suits everywhere. I remember when my mom and my aunts were starting their business, uh, we would go to networking events and they were like, you need to wear a blazer and tights oh, and all this bad. other stuff. And I was like, I'm never doing that. Like, I will never. And I did oh not. Gosh, I fight against that too. And I think it's really important to say like, you have to figure out for yourself what you want in your in, as an entrepreneur because if you want to be like I want to wear a suit every day and I want to wear you know leggings uh, uh, um, not leggings but like leggings nylons. that's what I want to wear <laughs> <laughs> nylons and I heels yeah wear my you know dress up to the nines and I'm gonna go to these hardcore like networking events if that's your style that's your style but I'm the same way like I don't want to wear like really stuffy clothes no <laughs> but I, like that's part of like the freedom of being an entrepreneur yeah. i don't have to dress up for it's you know, funny because i don't do that like going to actual serious business networking events but if like a tech conference i'm like i need my heels my five inches yeah <laughs> <laughs> like this weekend i'm like i'm gonna be putting my heels on to go to work camp that's totally well, what that, i'm doing that's to intimidate yeah oh yeah that's and it's all it totally is it's a power move <laughs> yeah i like to dress up if i'm giving a speech because it makes me feel like in control for whatever you reason. do the shonda rhyme superman feel, yeah like i feel very like out of control and anxious before a speech so like i dress to the nines because it just i'm like if everything goes horrible at least i look great you know <laughs> well and exactly but it's all about the whole like how do you feel exactly exactly I, I dress up too for things but it's it's based on how I want to feel. Right, exactly. Like I need to yeah. myself. Whereas like at home, it's sweatpants and leggings <laughs> all the way. All the time. I'm so glad that you say that because sometimes it'll, it will be like the fifth day of leggings and I'm just like, should I put different clothes All on? the days <laughs> are for leggings when I'm working from home. Mm. Like, like unless I'm going to see like a client and even if I am, like if I'm going to see them on Skype, then I can just wear a nice shirt. They don't know what's going on underneath the desk. Just wearing like, <laughs> Boxers or leggings or whatever Dead. doesn't matter. Dead. <laughs> hey, hey, every entrepreneur does that. I everyone, so everyone, that. every one of them. True story. And I also have ways of looking like like I looking like I did makeup and made effort, but like I really didn't. So like as soon as it's over, I feel like I just like let out that breath of like relief and like I'm like okay, back to normal sweatpants and <laughs> a t-shirt and whatever. It's so, it's so hard if you have like one. Thing that you yes. feel kind of like decent for, for like yeah. 30 it's minutes. It's always, all the time, yep. And you don't want to spend an hour getting ready for like Nope. 30 I literally try to like stack my days if I can and schedule everything all in one yep. day so then I'm like, well, if I'm going to see somebody, like, let's I'm going to see six people today. If like, not, today, I'm will, going to see several people. You will see me <laughs> on like Insta stories being like, hi, I uh, took some effort today, so everyone needs to look at me. Thanks. <laughs> Look no, at my I'm face. the same way. It's like, how many people can I see? In the, uh, like, today I have, a, um, I'm in and out of the office a lot. 
And so I mean, okay, I, I, I can put on a nice outfit today because mm-hmm. I'm going to see a bunch of different people. Yep. So that's cool. I'm not trying to have my clothes fade in the washer for no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Look, life, <laughs> life problems. Oh, man. Right? So, and then you just don't need as many nicer clothes as an entrepreneur because leggings are cheaper anyway. Yeah, you're not, and you didn't lie. And it's sundresses. Truth, facts, actual mm-hmm. life facts, because Florida is too hot to be sure putting is. in effort. Uh, <laughs> that is true. When you're sweating half the day, you don't need a sweater. No. I like an outfit on. But, yeah, but I think it's totally, you should dress for, you know, like as entrepreneurs, we should design, like we should be okay with wanting to design the life that we want to have. Yeah, I think that's the, the point of taking all this risk is for the ability to do that, so... Exactly. I don't care about those so. rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I like I get into fights with people, literal like arguments about this next question. So I'm like, everybody, let's come together and let's like ruin these stereotypes because I think and, and I, I get it. it's not that it's not true. But I think the uh, kind of like the overbearing, like everything and, and people being super extra about like all women events or all women organizations are so dramatic and or so like lighty flighty and not helpful and da da da. So. Uh, why do you think those stereotypes exist about women events and organizations that we're just not serious and we're not trying to be super entrepreneurs or we're all just like kumbayaing, holding us in a circle or that women fight all the time? Um, and what are some ways that as entrepreneurs who are, you know, f- female identifying, can we work yeah. to change those stereotypes? Because I really, I'm so tired of having this conversation. <laughs> I think that's all. Oh my gosh. That I feel like, yes question is so loaded i don't even know how to i know right don't don't like shoot yourself in the foot i like literally i because we've had this conversation before a little bit uh me you and erica and i really i'm like how do i phrase this without saying anyone's name because there are all these organizations out there that feel like they're not they're for a certain type of woman right right and and like that can be very frustrating because I'll tell you right now I am not that type of woman mm-hmm. like I never have been it's kind of that like sorority girl feel or like maybe yeah. like the grown up of like who the sorority girls were mm-hmm. or whatever and like for good or bad you know or whatever but it, it always doesn't feel like it's the right type of organization for me and it's this um, I feel like sometimes so I feel like sometimes as, as women there's certain topics that get focused on by women because we're still living in a patriarchal system and like those just become focuses and when you're in a group of women those are some things that women want to talk about those aren't necessarily things that I'm interested in but they just are and um and so I do believe some of those those topics are things that keep women down yeah. You know, and it's a way for us to not focus on more important things, which is where that whole idea, that stereotype of women aren't serious about, about business because, like, this is just an outlet where they go to like, just socialize right. or something like that. But I think that if you can really cut through where some of those, like, the, the better organization, the, the better women's organizations that really are there to help women grow businesses, you will find that, that they might have some of that field elements but like they really are trying to like help women grow and I think that there's just such a pushback of 
of people in general saying, why do we need women only networking events? Like, why do we need that? Women aren't, you know, like what, if women are serious about business then maybe they need to like, just why can't they do networking with men or whatever? But I think that like, it can be really intimidating as a woman, especially when you're trying to figure out what exactly is it that you want without like that outside influence of what an entrepreneurial journey should be. You know, yeah. like I watch Shark Tank. I love it. But I will tell you, I like sometimes I get frustrated where they're just like, you need to put your head on the grindstone and you need to work 60 hours right. a week and like, da, da, da. and I'm just like that overwhelms me because that's not the type of business that I want. <laughs> right. Know? I don't want to work 70, 80 hours a week all the time. In fact, I literally started my business. so I wouldn't have to do that. I saw my mom do that her entire life as a nurse working 60 hour weeks. And so, um, I know I'm like going off track, but I think it's, it's just a way for people to discourage, like discourage women from building businesses. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, and, and they're also, and women out there that are listening to this, that want to go out and find networking events within their own area, pay attention to who the person who is funding the event is, because there are a bunch of events here in Orlando that are funded by men because they well. see a way to make money. They see women as a way to make money. And then you know the type of um, stuff that they're putting in those events, those stereotypical types of things. Let's talk about diets. Let's talk about, you know, these other, like these other things that are um, not about making money and building businesses and building power. It's about distractions. Yeah. And totally. I think that that's where the, the, the stereotype of, oh, women networking events are just fluffy and not really for networking or whatever. And I think you just have to be really, you have to pay attention to the types of events you're going to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different events for different people. And if you don't see what you're looking for in your community, start something. Because there's probably other women out there that want whatever it is that you want. Yeah, I love that you point out, like, um, you know, with entrepreneurship, it really gives you the freedom to create your own life, because I think that that's, like, true for so many of us. Like, a lot of us don't like necessarily, like, the nine-to-five hustle, and we just want to do something different, so you really can, like, create and mold every aspect of your life, and I know we had um, Jacob on uh, not that long ago, and they were talking about, you know, how when we have a better understanding of gender and gender isn't so rigid and it's a little bit more fluid and we're not imposing all of these rules, it becomes a better society for everything. And so when I think about business and the way that women are starting to, like women are really out there owning businesses, y'all. And like, especially like black women in general, the statistics of like how many black women have started um, their own businesses in the past few years are like off the charts. So I feel like when we see more women coming into their own and owning businesses and creating these new roles and saying, you know what, I'm not going to do what has been happening for the past like 20, 30, whatever years. Like I'm going to go in and create my own life and do what I want to do in my business and do things differently. It also creates that um, opportunity for men to do the same thing and not have to stick to what they've been doing and what they think that they need to do because of their gender for the past, you know, however many years. So I think it's, it's a beneficial thing for everyone when people start reaching out and saying, hey, there's more than one way to run a successful business and here's another way to do it. I totally agree. And I think that maybe too, like some of the stereotypes that come from women-focused events is before a very long time, because I, like 
that kind of language had to stop in our house too. But like within our house of how do we talk about money and how do we talk about careers? Right. Because a lot of times we would talk, like we would talk about how I was helping out. And I was like, I am not helping out. I'm contributing to this household. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that, you know, in the past, a lot of women looked at their businesses as just a way to like help out the mm-hmm. house. Right. And so, no, it's, and there are women out there that they, those are the types of businesses they have, right? But I think because there's more women now that are, no, I'm a business owner, I want to make money, they might be married, they might not, they might be the breadwinner, you know, it, 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 there's a whole spectrum, because we're women, we're all different. Right. And, um, and, but we're allowed to want to have money and have a full business and run that business the way that we see fit, and we're not just helping out our households. We're running our, like, we're we're paying for our households, right? Yeah, we're exactly. We're owning our households. Totally. So, you know, it, I think you're seeing more women that are, that are taking more ownership over, this isn't just me helping my home. It's me building a legacy for my family. Yeah. And that's, a, and that's how men build businesses, right? I'm building something for my family where women... Um, in the past, the message has been, I'm doing something on the side to help out. Yeah. And I think it's, that comes from, um, like, kind of like, I don't want to say MLM, but it, it is from MLM mentality because yeah. a lot of MLMs, when I think of Tupperware, targeted that 1950s, yeah. 60s housewife and saying, you can help out with your, yeah. you know, things. And you can have electronics, too, if you sell Tupperware to all your friends or Mary Kay or yeah. whatever the case may be. And, and it's I think that mentality is that the type of business that women have at their social oriented businesses so they don't think of themselves as salespeople they think of them as social creatures and that they're not selling they're just offering this opportunity to their friends and so that kind of verbiage and that vocabulary has just never been changed (laughs) and even think before that is women all of their like women's groups were just social yeah totally for social reasons right so i think like the evolution of a women's networking group has gone from like those social like the women just getting together to like maybe help a community nonprofit or raise money for their church or whatever. And then it, you know, okay, now we need a little bit more money and help out in our home. So now you have Tupperware and the MLMs and things like that. And I think you've seen the rise of women saying, Hey, I want to be a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. And that's been really popular in the last, you know, five years or so, especially I feel, especially among women, but among Mm -hmm. everyone, right. The, the gig economy and the uh, side hustles and things like that. And then what I want to see us evolve to into more for women is not us being solopreneurs, but being business owners that right. employ people, right. you know, yeah. that like we can compete with the, the guy down the street who doesn't have good business practices that help women out. You know what I mean? Like I want to see more women take ownership of like, no, this is something that I can grow to be bigger than just a little something for me to have a little speed money or something. Yeah. So, and I think that like women as a whole, we're getting there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, there's a lot of pushback. Yeah. And I think that the women's organizations are growing along with what women want as they're figuring it out. Um, but we have to push back against um, the stereotypes that say 
the things women are interested in are less important. And that's what happens within these. Because, you know, I could go to, like, a male-only networking event, and they're going to talk about football and sports yep. the whole time. And I have no idea how to relate to that. But, you know, I could talk about makeup for a half hour, even though I'm not, like, a huge makeup person. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, it's those are the types of things. You want to talk with people that have the same interests as you. So... You know, it's okay to surround yourself with people of the same interests as you. Men do that all the time. Every day. <laughs> um, and, and we have to play in that world. It's okay for us to create spaces that we can speak freely about the things that we want and enjoy. So you have your own podcast. Um mm-hmm. And so I want to know a little bit, like, we have a lot of guests that have podcasts, which I love, because, like, I think you said earlier, you're a podcast junkie, and I'm like, I am as well. I just love it. I love that there are so many people creating these interesting podcasts and having, like, different narratives, and it's just fantastic, because then I have something to do while I work, because I can't read and work at the same time, so (laughs) I'm like, I like it. The more podcasts, the better. So um, what have you learned through starting your podcast, and what do you love the most about having your own podcast? What I, what I have learned is how much work goes into podcasts. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I'm sure you get this too because you run a podcast. Is people go, come up to you and go, oh, you run a podcast? I'm going to run a podcast. Like, what should I do? Go about it. And, I, like, I want to be encouraging of people because really there really isn't a lot of access. Um, there's, you can really do a podcast with very little equipment right and, and I think I've talked with you about that Angelica mm-hmm. like you really hardly need anything but to do it well and something that people want to come back to over and over again it does take time it takes planning especially if you're doing something that has an interview element to it like you and I both you both and I do um coordinating that schedule and stuff it's just public work Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that going into it. Different than, like, maybe putting a blog post together. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I uh, I think we all come from the background of blogging. Mm-hmm. Putting a podcast together and blogging are two different, very different tasks. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. takes different amounts of time. Um, but the, the, the payback of the podcast is such a much more intimate um, type of forum. That's why I like it. You get to know people. Yeah. I, I've never met you before, Grisma, but I feel like I know you because I listen to you all the time on the podcast. And um, and so I, I just really love that aspect of it. And I love talking to the different people I talk to. Mm-hmm. It gives me an opportunity to talk to different people. I'm constantly trying to get outside of my circle and find different people who are doing different interesting things in different industries. If anyone out there knows when, a, a woman in Orlando who is like an electrician or construction worker or something, I love to talk to them, you know? I yeah. mean, like, it's cool to just talk to such differing people. And like really the only thread that we have amongst us is that we're women and that we live in, you know, Central Florida. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, it's, but I think that that's important, you know, that there is such differing, like, women are different. Everybody is different. <laughs> We're individuals, too. Um, and so that, I think just interviewing people and getting to talk to so many different people has been such um, a rewarding experience for me and has helped me grow as a person. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like, so it's funny that you say, like, you feel like you know me because because I have anxiety, like, when I'm here, I really only focus on, like, 
Angelica and then like the other person that we're talking about. And like one of the things that I don't do is I don't look up stats very often of like how many listeners we'll have. Like when we get to like a new like number that's like pretty big, like Angelica will like let me know every like once in a while, but it's not like every week she And I haven't told her in a long time. Yeah, you haven't told me in a long time because like she knows like I like I can only like deal with it and then like I put it in a box and I like put it away because for me it's like I'm just, like, hearing this conversation, and I don't really, like, because it's not live, I guess, it, like, it doesn't, like, yeah. scare me. You don't see, like, 15 people listening right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Don't see that number. So, it's, like, I don't see it, so I'm just kind of, like, oh, it's fine. It's just the three, like, I'm having a conversation with one of my favorite people, and I'm meeting a new person, and it's, like, because this is how, in real life, I like to do it. Like, I love to, like, have one person introduce me to one other person, and then talk to that person, or I'm bringing in a friend, and then introducing that, you know, person, because most of the people we have on here are people people that one of us know yeah or and like even if it's a stranger it's been yeah then it's just one yeah. stranger and you still so yeah. i'm like i'm fine um oh my so gosh, it's, that's probably way easier for you guys because when i get someone i didn't really know before it is so nervous. yeah well and it's different because you're alone but i was gonna say like because like i have a partner in this it makes it so easy we're like and dating the same stranger <laughs> I, yeah and i also feel like it makes it so that i feel like the person like the version of me that people get to know is the version that Angelica knows, which is the real me and, and how I am as, like, a friend and a person. Whereas if I met someone, if I was, like, talking in front of all these people or meeting somebody, you know, for the first time, I'm sure I'd be, like, a much more, like, anxious, yeah, nervous more version of myself. Yeah, so a lot of times yeah. I, I say things on the podcast and I think later I'm like, holy crap, did I say that on the podcast? You or sure was did. that when the two of us were just talking? Because oh, we always talk yeah. before and after. And so I always wonder, like, did I say that in our conversation or was that on the podcast? Because I get real comfortable in here, so. <laughs> no, I totally do, too. I've said things on the podcast and just, like, I'm like, you know, I know my parents don't listen to this. Thank goodness. Right? <laughs> but, Look. You know, like, they probably would not be happy that I said that. But it's, like, part of my story. And I think it's important to tell a story and I do get comfortable in that setting because I'm the same way. I like the meteor conversations. Yes. That's what I like. And so being able, and I feel like in the media setting, podcasting is one of the few places you still get to have that meaty in-depth conversation with someone. Yeah, you um, really and do. And get to listen to it too, right? So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which is awesome. So yeah. what are some reasons why you think it's important, outside of the obvious, to support women-owned businesses? Because I think sometimes people, I, I get this a lot with black-owned businesses, is that um, it's like, why do I need to support? And it's not as great as I can just go to an H&M or I can just go to this and this and this. And why would I go out of my way? And da, da, da. So what are some things that you found that help uh that could, you could explain in terms of supporting women-owned businesses and why should women be, and men, and just people in general, be at the yeah. forefront of doing that? So I think it goes back to the whole idea, again, especially if you believe that you're a feminist or a feminist ally, you should be supporting women-owned businesses because how do we gain power by making money? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be like... No, but you're right. Is, is we... because. The more you're supporting women-owned businesses, the more that they can build those businesses out. And they can support not just themselves, but other families, you know, by hiring employees. Mm-hmm. They support their community. And, and, and as far as, like, supporting women-owned businesses locally within your community, every time you spend a dollar and you're in a locally-owned business, that money is going to go back into the community 
way more than you it, it will ever that dollar will ever get spent going to a large corporation it's just the truth right you're, you know you're ma- you if you're buying from your neighbors they care more about the community you live in than Starbucks I don't care how great a, a, a company Starbucks is and they're fantastic the money I spend at Starbucks is not going to go back into my community in the same way and so I think that it's like really important to be paying attention to you know like not just women business owners but like what are your values as a person and what do you want to see in the world and everyone concentrates on government on making those changes but another way we can make those changes is by supporting business owners who want to build wealth and power and so i think that's really important when it comes to women business owners to black business owners like you guys are talking about, that's why I think it's important to be thinking about not just going to whatever's the easiest for mm-hmm. you. Um, it's based on what your value system is. You yeah. Know? I guess I can't sh- tell people how to, yeah. uh, you know, have better values. <laughs> be better. Be a better human. No, but I totally get it. Yeah, it becomes, it, the thing is about switching your values around to the point where you want, I, and I think, for most people, a lot of people who weren't doing this before, the election was such a turning point because the reality of we need to support each other to keep the power and, and empower each other and lift each other up because now we're having power taken from us in in government, you know what I mean? In the people yeah. who represent us. And so I think um, people don't understand how easy it is. It becomes so much easier. Sometimes it seems like, it sounds like a hard task that I have to go into town, I have to go to this one little shop to get soap, or I have to go to this yeah. market to go it's get food, so and it's a little bit more though. expensive. But you, that stuff, those those little and you get the experience cents, yeah, you get the experience, like, and you get to, like an extra two dollars or whatever. But, but the like next time I come into this day. one coffee shop, if I come every week or every like every two times a week, I come in like two weeks from now, I may be having the worst week, and the owner knows me and they know what's mm-hmm. happening, and they're like, you know what, don't pay for this coffee. I got you. Like you're fine, exactly. or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get to know the people you're doing business with, and you know, and people, and, and I feel like I have. Uh, uh, friends and family that will, you know, they'll call me a socialist or, uh, you know, I'm very, very liberal, I'm very progressive, but I believe in capitalism. <laughs> like, money is power. You're not yeah. wrong. Like, like, you know, like, uh, that's why I want to build a business that makes money that that can support other people eventually because I felt so helpless as an employee in some of the companies I worked in. I don't want other people to feel like that. You know, I want them to feel like they have control in their career. And I think that a lot of women don't feel like they get a lot of control in their career. Um, and and it, so that, I mean, for me personally, that's one of the reasons. But I think it goes into just the whole, like, knowing who you're doing business with. And you don't need as much stuff as you probably have either. So, it, yeah. you know, even though that stuff is more sensitive, be more... Um, uh, you Conscious know, about your pay more attention yeah. to the quality of the stuff that you're buying. Like, I need less clothes than I have, you know? So I can buy a piece that's a little bit more expensive that will last longer, that's more of a, you know, maybe more of a classical cut or something that's not, like, a super stylish piece because that can last me a long time. And then I can go to someone local to get something done, you know? Because I don't need five pieces to replace that one. <laughs> totally seriously so i think it's just being a more conscious consumer of what you're buying and why um and 
and yeah, you have to take a look at like what, what you find important and why you, why you find that important. But I think that you you could see that and then see where supporting small business comes into that. And I really truly believe that based on like whoever whatever your value system is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I guess unless you're maybe like the owner of Amazon, <laughs> the CEO of Amazon, and you want people to shop at Amazon. But um, you know, even within those large platforms, there's small businesses that are supporting these large platforms. So paying attention to those types of things too. Well, and I love that you pointed out that there's, you know, power in money and power in business and not just in government, because I think, you know, if anything, the last year has shown us that, I mean, how did Trump get to where he is? He's, you know, now in this position of power because he owned a business and was born into a lot of money and he's had crappy business practices for years and people continue to let him because he's a privileged white male continue to let him kind of just like skate by in life. And, you know, so it's like money is power. If he didn't have the money that he had, if he didn't own the businesses that he owns, he would not be in the position that he's in. And we would not be all in this uh, governmental (laughs) hell. So, you know, it's like I I feel like it's it's so important to go out and support like even on like on the level of like, yes, some of these people already have a lot of money. But it's like to me, if I'm going to even support like a celebrity product, like I'm buying Fenty products because Rihanna has taken the time to make makeup that represents all different shades of people. And while Rihanna doesn't need more money, for sure, I'd rather make sure that I'm giving my money to somebody whose values align with mine. And if that means that, like, we end up with Rihanna as the president, that's not my first choice, but it's a lot yeah. better than what we're dealing with now. So well, and I also think that, like, you have to pay attention when you just say women-owned businesses or whatever. And that's why I say, like, thinking about what your values are. Mm-hmm. There are women, there are big women-owned businesses out there that are not for me, I'm a feminist. Right. There are women They're not feminist that are businesses. Plain feminists that do not have feminist policies in mm-hmm. the workplace. And to me, that is not okay. Exactly. And Don't so be buying I, Ivanka Trump I, shoes. Yeah, Ivanka Trump is one, but so is um Sophia. Yeah, we don't say her name. We've already, we've already like. (laughs) Let me tell you, when that came out, because that came out like around the time we started the podcast, probably, and like at that point in time, everybody was like flipping out over it, and I was the first in like our little group to read it, and so I came to my girls, and I'm like. Y'all, I don't understand. Like, I like I read this book, and I'm like, I'm thinking I must have read a different book than what everybody else is reading because this is not something that that inspires me or makes me feel like this is a person that I'd want to follow or any of those things. And so we were like, I remember we we I kind of spoke out, and I was like, I don't know if I should say it. And Angelica's like, No, we're gonna say it. We don't like the book. We don't like it. We're not a fan of it. <laughs> and I didn't finish it, but I I got pretty far in. And, You're fine. Uh, you didn't miss I, anything. I, I stopped, and this was during. I read it during the election cycle. Oof. Oh, oh. man, I am sorry. Donald Trump quote in her book, and I went, "All right, I'm done." Yeah, throw yeah. it in the garbage. Throw it in the garbage. Yeah, I luckily read it like before the. You election. read it before the, the yeah yeah. Of, like, what was going on, and I was I was just very. And then confused. I read it like right after you did because you were like, "You, you gotta like, read I this." Like, I need. I was like, I need you gotta to read, read this, this to tell me. And like, I read it, and at the whole time, I'm like. This girl was stealing, and she never apologized. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still not over it. I'm like, she never has apologized to the people she stole from. Never. I am like, that's where my... And acted like it was like, this it's is fine. Like a great thing. Because you got to like, do what, what you got to do to get ahead. And I'm like, but you yeah. stole from another, like, you know, small and you business. you came from a place of privilege anyway. Oh, my word, so y'all. I, I got... Oh, we, my, you can't. Well, and I, I had a problem. There was a whole chapter in the book where she was talking about, like, what interns and, like, you should oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do your career. And I was like... You literally did not do this 
No. Yeah. So how are you in here being like, I I know how how a young twenty something woman should be acting in her career or whatever? Yeah. Like she was giving advice that like she never had to practice. Never yeah. Took. Yeah. Oh my word, hot mess. So it, yeah, it was just. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, buying off of your values sorry, sorry. is very important. But yeah, exactly what you said as far as if you look at all the different products out there can you see one that's offered by a woman-owned company, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because maybe they're better, or maybe maybe they are a little bit more expensive, but maybe you find out they're, they have better policies within the workplace right. and their employees are being treated better. Or they're manufactured in America and this other one isn't and you care about manufacturing. You know, like, whatever it is that you care about, I... I'm sure you can find a business that supports those things. And a lot of times they might not be this, that big box store. Like we really got to get away from the idea of like, we only consume based on convenience to us. Yeah. So we're we're sending money overseas. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm like a super shy networker. So do you have any tips for women who are looking to do more networking and who are looking to be more proactive at supporting like uh, women-based organizations, women-based businesses, and women-based networking events. Yeah, I think I have some good advice for that. Like, I'm definitely an, an extrovert, but I still have a hard time too. So the first thing I did, and I I know there's like all of this controversy about about her going on, but I literally before I would go to networking events, I would show up and I would like beeline it for the bathroom and I'd sit and do those power poses. Yes. <laughs> In the bathroom and just be like, "You are awesome," you know, like and just like pump myself up. And so, you know, if that, like, study was debunked, I don't care because, like, placebo effect works on me. Mm -hmm. And I also think that sometimes people feel like they have to go to networking events and meet everybody. Yeah. And that is so not Mm -mm. the case. Like, really concentrate on finding, like, one or two people you connect with. And um, and once you start going, I think the hardest thing with networking is going to that first one or two events by yourself when you don't know anyone. Yeah. Because after that, you can find networking buddies. Yeah. I guarantee you there's someone else that you'll connect to at that event that wants to go to other networking events and doesn't want to do it alone. Yeah. And then you literally can then start hopping, you know, because you might know a few people then and then they might know a few people then. And then you're like introducing people to each other instead mm-hmm. of you just going up to someone and saying, hi, I'm Diana. Nice to meet you. I don't know anything about you let's talk you know so um I think understanding like you don't have to like go go to one event and feel like you're probably not going to get business out of one networking event I think you need to set yourself up for that because it's not about doing business right there it's about building connections and trust with people Mm -hmm. and that's the goal of networking yeah, I definitely agree 100%. I think that's, like, you saying that you have to go to, to many. First of all, you don't meet everyone in the room. And I think the yeah. funniest thing of being in Orlando is that I, some of the first networking events I, I went to or, like, little events or things that people were hosting that I knew, it's like I was in the same room with all these people who now I know, but we, of course I didn't have time to meet those people. You know what I mean? So over time, as you keep going to events, you keep seeing the same faces and you're kind of like, Hey, I saw you at this thing. So-and-so's party or so-and-so's like speech or whatever. And you were there and who are you? And, and kind of get to know each other there or somebody introduces yeah. us. And it's like, Oh yeah, I remember you because you were probably like me standing in the corner. And that's kind of what Fim City, I didn't, 
I went because it was posted in Orlando Lady Bloggers group and they were just trying to have a social thing. And I was like, I need to go outside. Um, it's January and very much was like motivated by the election. I was like, I'm going to just try to find some new female oriented uh, networking type thing because I feel like I had uh, did all the tech stuff like I, I have. I've done all the tech stuff. So I was like, let me do some business stuff. David usually does all the business stuff. I'm going to go out. And then I'm like, just go in, do, 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 hang out, go to Fat Merchant, go up the stairs. I had never been in Fat Merchant's office, so I was kind of sneaky and like, I want to see what's in here. I, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I went to that event too. Like, yeah. And that's when I was, when I saw you, I was like, oh, I know people here already. I know Diana. I know Erica. Okay. And then that's when I met April and met other Erica and met all these other people that now when I see them in different events, I'm like, oh yeah, because I went to this one thing. So it definitely is a story of just like, Going outside, as I always say on this podcast, go mm-hmm. outside. Go outside. Go outside. Uh, and you get to know people. And it's kind of nice because then, like you said, you those people either A, become your networking buddies, or you just see them all other at other places. And it's easier to kind of get introduced to other people that way as well. Yeah. I always, I always feel like if I'm going to go to a networking event and I'm really in, like, a networking mode, my goal is to go and, like I said, connect to one or two people where then I can maybe have an off-site, like... Yeah, uh, coffee uh, or something. Coffee. Yeah. So we can go, okay, what are our goals? Is there some type of collaboration we can do or, you know, something like that, right? So you just get to know someone better because as you're building the business, it really is about relationships in mm-hmm. so many ways too. You know, like, yeah, it's about work, but about the work. The work has to be there for you to con- consistently get... Um, the same people coming back to you and stuff, yep, right? But totally. that isn't always necessarily the case to get the client in the first place. Accurate. So you feel like you have to like be perfect to do the work, but that's not always the case and it's okay. Like also one of my favorite things is like saying yes to a job I've never done before. Oh, all the time. And thinking to myself like, I'm going to get paid to learn how to do all this stuff. That's awesome. I think that's like entrepreneurship in a nutshell. You mm-hmm. always just say yes and then you will learn your way through it. And if you don't learn it or you don't understand it, you hire someone else who can yep. teach you or do it for you. And then <laughs> that person becomes a part of your business. That's how employees yeah. happen. Well, that marketing agency that I've worked with over the last years or whatever I think like the first really big job that I was bidding out on I was so nervous and they go your job right now is not to care about whether or not you could do the work it's just about bidding out the work and then Mm -hmm. you can find all the people that you need to do to get the work done afterwards accurate and I and I and and that that really helped my mindset like not being afraid to like shoot big even if I felt like I didn't know how to um do all the pieces at once and um and you grow and that's how you grow in your offerings and what you can do and how you become a better at your your skill and your craft you know so um i think it would be boring to only do the same things over and over again oh seriously oh my goodness well what are you working on uh right now what should our listeners look forward to from you now and coming into 2018 Oh my gosh, I like I still want to sit down and do like my plan for the 2018. I have like a lot of stuff in my head, but not anything like concrete down. Um, but I, I mean, I do have a lot of stuff. So one, um, we are doing Orlando Lady Boss t-shirts. So we've actually, um, if you go to OrlandoLadyBoss.com, you can click onto the link and then see the t-shirts. So we have our logo, which is just amazing in general. And so it just says Orlando Lady Boss with the lips, it's a classic logo. I also have a shirt that says, um, you, uh, 
be amazing or you are amazing. Gosh, I can't, I'm, I'm like not doing a good job at like selling my own stuff. You're fine. <laughs> uh, it's called don't, it says, don't be afraid to be amazing is what the shirt says. And then, um, Erica Jacobs, which I think you've mentioned a couple of times that you and I know, um, from Pixadactyl, she is a graphic designer and she made these amazing, like Rosie the Riveter, like grabbing money, um, the little uh, picture that we use as um, name tags for an event. Cute. And so we put that on a t-shirt too. And so mm. you can get Rosie the Riveter and she comes in multiple ethnicities. And so you can get her in a bunch of different ethnicities. And it's just a really, it, it's an amazing um, design. I love that. These are so cute. So yeah, it's awesome. So you can find those. Those are ready. Buy a gift for your favorite woman in your life and, um, for Christmas and support, you know, a woman owned business. The other thing that I'm working on going into 2018 and I think maybe mid year next year, um, I'm putting together a, a small, like a, an ebook to talk about content creation and how, how to do it as a business owner when you're on like a tight budget. And so that's my next, you know, what, what does a, what it what does it look like to put all the um to write an effective blog post to write effective copy that's the book you know i'm just in the beginning stages of that right now so i'm really excited about that and the podcast is just going to keep trucking along we have um this week coming up we i have a woman-owned business that has a product-based business here in orlando um called um babs Bab sauce or Bab sweet sauce. She does um, mojo sauce, and mm. it's amazing. And it was so fun to talk to her about product development. So if you are someone that's interested in developing a product, like that, this will be a great podcast to listen to. Yeah. It, or if you just like talk. food, I feel like I'm like I can't wait to listen to. It. I'm like um, yeah. I'm binge listening right now. So. Which is yeah. my favorite, like, way to listen to yeah, most same. podcasts. It's just same. like binge. So yeah, I like to wait till I have like yeah. five mm-hmm. and then do them all. Yeah, so she'll be really fun. I'm gonna we're gonna be talking to Second Har- Harvest Food Bank this week. Oh, fun! Which is um they they are really big this time of year with mm-hmm. feeding the homeless. Um and, and so I'm gonna talk to them. I'm getting to go on a tour with them tomorrow. And so there's some really cool episodes of the podcast coming up for the rest of the year. And then I'm gonna take a nice like three week break before January before we we yeah. jump into it again. But um. I'm so excited about next year and really like hitting the ground running. So, I'm very excited yeah. about next year. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So there's a lot coming in 2018 that I'm very excited about. It's so exciting. <laughs> well, I can't wait to go buy a shirt too. Oh yeah, definitely. I love it. Please, please, uh, like I said, support small business. Yeah. We'll put links <laughs> in the show notes yeah. for everybody to, uh, go and buy all the, you yes. will be amazing shirts. Well, yes. Diana, thank you so much thank for you. coming on. And we're so excited that you were thank with us. You. Thank I'm you. I'm so glad I got to be on this podcast. I just love listening to it. You Aww. guys are really You're such a gem. You. I love the gems. Oh my I, goodness. I Thanks. Feel, like, I feel famous that you listen to us. Honestly, it makes me feel <laughs> oh very famous. You guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. I Podcasts that are focused towards like women business. Yeah. You know, women entrepreneurship, women business. And there's not a lot of us out there. No. Sure yeah. It's hard for it's hard to find. And I'm tired of listening to like the same ones. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hosted by like so 
white guy that's yeah. like telling me how to run a business that's like not the way I want to go. Mm. You're like, be so. quiet, Chad. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Diana, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Bye.